Kwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be as involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Hi guys, welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast. Um, I've done it again, really. Um, I didn't really want to start this podcast with an um, but I feel because usually I think with an um, something negative generally comes across. Um, again, another one. I feel. Let me just kind of get into it, if I'm honest. So there's three things I've noted down, three bullet points, which is the international break, the under 17 World Cup, which is currently taking place in. Oh my God, I forgot where it's taking place. But anyway, the under 17 World Cup, I think it's in Singapore. Or, and also there's Brazil. And there's a reason why I say Brazil. Um, I saw an article, I saw a YouTube video recently in regards to why, um, in recent time, Brazilians have failed to. Um, and failed to make an impact on the world stage. And I guess, sorry, it, it didn't necessarily say that. It was more a case of why some of them have failed to fulfill some of their potential. And I felt it was really interesting, actually, because it touched on things such as, you know, um, living up to some of the, the stars of the of yesteryear and some of the, the pressures that come with it. I'm going to lead into that. But, so to begin with, what I want to do, I want to talk about the international break, which, which took place recently, um, which Ghana played Madagascar. And Ghana won 1-0 um, from a goal from Inyaki Williams, which is good, in which in that he got his first international goal. And then there's a second game, which is the game in which we lost to the Comoros. And this is the second time we lost to the Comoros. The first time was, I'll be honest, quite embarrassing because me personally, I never knew of the Comoros Islands um, whatsoever as a country or even as a as a footballing nation. So come as a shock to myself. So coming into this game, it wouldn't surprise me that we would have um, had difficulty, but I felt we would have learned from some of our previous mistakes. Who knows, maybe naivety and just just a few other things because those sort of things can, can slip into your psyche when you're playing a, um, a team um, in theory which is lesser than yours or who doesn't quite have the, the history and the, the, yeah, let's say the history as, as your nation. So just continuing, not even continuing because I've watched bits and pieces from the game and um, I guess I was going to talk about the under-17 World Cup in which Senegal and a few of the other African sides have done extremely, extremely well. And I don't, want to, I hate having to draw comparison between Ghana and some of the nations in that tournament because we're not in that tournament. And I guess we've got to celebrate those, those teams that are in there. But I think it highlights a a trend in which Ghana isn't. No, no, no. Ghana currently isn't in a great in a great place in regards to. Football. I think we've got some individuals doing some great work. I think Kudus Mohamed again is is really shining a light on Ghanaian football as to some of the talent that we have um, in Ghana. But at the same time, even Jeremy Doku, who's doing phenomenal things with Man City, I know he's part of the diaspora. I think, but I think it all fits under one un- un- umbrella. And there's even Semedo, who's who 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 plays up front for the Ghanaian national side, and I think is doing wonders and playing very well for Bournemouth. So I think there are some success stories. But I think there also is like a contrast as to how we as a country are progressing currently in football. And it's weird, actually, because then there's even the the Right to Dream Academy. So I do think there are aspects of 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 the football in our country that, that are, are, are very good. But there are also, not there are also, but I guess the, the main beacon, the thing that actually shines a light um, on our country would be the national team. And I don't think we've been doing well, doing very well, sorry, as of late. So we lost 1-0 to the Comoros, and in watching the highlights and in watching the game, I felt there was a lack of quality. And I think that was told, or that was shown, um, by the miss from Inyaki Williams, and also Semedo. 
um, very early and also very late. Um, and it took me aback in some respects because some of the individuals which I just mentioned, I know Jeremy Doku is not part of the Ghanaian national side. I feel there are other talented players within our ranks, which makes me think that we're not quite getting the best of those individuals, which is a bit of a concern to be fair, because I'm a champion for Chris Uton, but I guess when you kind of, I don't want to say isolate, but when you put those sort of things, um, if you highlight those things, our talent, his experience and our results, and potentially where we are within the the, the spectrum or the sphere of football at this moment in time, is a bit alarming. And you can see why there's... Um, there's there's speculation as to him losing his job. Um, I would like to give it maybe a bit more time because I think it does take time sometimes for for f- to see progress. Um, but I'll be very I'm, I'm a little bit concerned with with that result. So I think that's three defeats in four, if I'm correct. Let me have a quick look. Anyway, yeah, I think it's three defeats in four. So we lost to Mexico, we lost to the United States, and we also lost to the Comoros. And I think we beat Madagascar Madagascar in between. That's not good form. Not good form at all. And we are one of the 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 giants of Ghanaian football. So things are not things are not all as well, or people things are not as good as they should be at this moment in time. But I would still like to give Chris Hewitt some time. <clears throat> I like to move on ever so slightly, and it's weird, really. I've I've kind of touched on it very very briefly in regards to the Under Seventeen World Cup, um, because I think it, it it kind of is all part of the same all part of the same story as to what is going on in Ghanaian football at this moment in time, because we're not part of the end of 17s. I think there was another tournament that we weren't a part of um, very recently as well. We are failing to um, qualify for the, the Olympics next year. So these things, <clears throat> on top of our loss at this moment in time, they do create a picture, a picture which is not very good at this moment in time. Um, but the teams currently obviously in the Under-17 World Cup, and I haven't watched much of it, but I know Senegal, Morocco, and I believe Nigeria have all played very, very good football. So that is something to be very, very proud of. But at the same time, I think it gives us an idea of what we can actually go on to achieve or the talent that is available within our continent. Because at this moment in time, I would say out of all the 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 um, the continents, South America, Europe, and also Africa, I would say at this moment in time, I think Africa is one of the strongest... I think it's yeah one of the strongest strongest continents in regards to I want to say raw material, raw talent, the raw talent and the actual talent performing on the on the world stage at this moment in time is quite frightening and quite exciting. But I don't see many guns. Mm, it's weird actually about to come um, um contradict myself because I spoke of Doku and I spoke of one or two other individuals as well. So I guess with our with with our non participation in some of these tournaments, it can be a little bit down downbeaten or it can be a bit disheartening. Not to see um, us in the same light as Senegal, Nigeria, Morocco um, as well, you know. Um, which brings me on to <clears throat> my final point, which I, I probably started the podcast on, which is Brazil. And let me see if I can find this this YouTube video. I want to find the exact name because um, I'm potentially going to write something about this because I think it's really interesting. The idea that we are struggling. Okay, so why do so many Brazilian footballs burn out young? Um, and from what I've watched of it, I want to watch the rest of it later today, it was due to some of the weight on the with, with the weight of the Brazilian shirt um, in regards to the history of the country, but also, in even, oh, but also even in modern time as to Ronaldo, R9 and 
what he did in Europe and what he did so quickly and what he achieved and him being obviously a major export and I guess with so many other Brazilians being exported or coming to Europe to play football a lot of them are given the the star boy or the you know the the, the carpet is rolled out or the the Endrix of this world all that type of stuff a lot of weight is on their shoulder and it can be sometimes very very difficult to to fulfill and as I said, I'm going to watch a lot of it later on today. But it's, yeah, I'm going to watch a lot of it later on today. But it made me think and actually draw contrast with some African players or even African countries as to, you know, um, is there is there an argument that our players burn out young, you know, or do or do we peak too soon, you know, because a lot of players are coming to Europe, you know, speaking to those or um, whether it's South American or even African or even potentially Asian, because I think you're beginning to see a few of those individuals or those players, sorry, come to Europe quite early. I read something very recently in regards to Son um, playing and being part of, I think it was a German academy um, or German um, professional side, sorry, and coming through the academy before he made his first team first team debut or his, or his professional debut. So you begin to see these, these things a lot more. I think there'll be an argument across the board in regards to each continent as to whether do they burn out early and young? Do they peak too soon? You know, or how much football is too much football? I think there are a number of different questions I think that need to be asked. Um, but definitely in regards to Ghanaians, you know, as to are we burning out? Are we, are we burning out young? You know, because someone like Akudis Mohammed, you don't want you don't want him to burn out young. And there's many, many more. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the player who plays for Lawn. There's there's so many players. Um, but there's a lot of players I think within our within our national setup who who. I think who we should be really excited about. There should be no reason why we should be losing to the Comoros. But I'm going to move that to the side. Um, I'm looking forward to watching, I think, the rest of this of this little documentary. Why do so many Brazilian footballers burn out young? But I think we should also pose a question in, in regards to our own footballers. And why do... Are we burning out young? And I'm sure there are other questions as well. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories and fold in the coming weeks. As always, you're going to need questionable queries, email us at teamgarnieu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnieu on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.